Hello. How are you doing, Rosie? Rosé? I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastic. What are you up to today? Oh, you know, same shit, different toilet. <laughs> the first time I've heard that, sir. What's the weather like where you're at right now? Just to warm things up a little bit. Um, it's sunny. It was snowing a little bit. I'm in Maryland. Um, oh, right now cool. I'm in PA. I have family everywhere, so I kind of just roll around wherever I lay my head is my home for the night. <laughs> I like um, that. A little freedom. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's about Where, it. Uh, oh, I was at work today and I did the whole, I'm not feeling well. And then I just jumped in my car <laughs> and drove to PA. That sounds like an adventure to me. Like, why? What What drove you besides your car to PA? What made you think you wanted to go there today? Because it's not too far and it's still pretty, like, you know, open space and just really nice sceneries and it's nice out here. And I'm nice. like, why not? From my job to PA is like 40 something minutes. So I was just like, why wow. not? I didn't feel like going home. So I just came to my other home. I, I like it. <laughs> Have you been anywhere else besides the East Coast? Yeah, I've been to L.A., Calabasas, Bond Hill, um, Long Beach, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Arizona, um, Idaho, <laughs> um, Texas, Houston, uh, Dallas, um, Bahamas, Trinidad, Tobago, um, Kingston, uh, Paris, uh, Thailand, uh, so much more. <laughs> so, what? So, home is where you call on the East Coast, right there, Maryland and, and PA. Why would you ever leave? Would you ever go and live somewhere else? Why? Why the East? Um, I kind of go wherever I want to go. There's been times where I left work and I drove all the way to Virginia and I stayed there and left from there and went to work the next day. I'm kind of a rolling stone a little bit. That oh, sounds kind of exciting. Yeah, it is. What, really what do you do for work that allows you to be able to travel so far, so often? I'm a hygienist. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't so seem very mobile. Four days on, four days off. And then I work like every other weekend. <clears throat> yeah. So you get a little bit of free time. What, what do you What do you enjoy doing at these places you go to? Honestly, nothing. To be honest, I feel like <laughs> honestly, it's like <clears throat> it's just so much to do that sometimes doing nothing is doing something. Like I feel like. Uh, I don't know. People just feel like they have to do something. Like they have to be productive. Like just chill the fuck out. Just relax. <laughs> <laughs> relax. Absolutely. Like, it's, Absolutely. It's okay to do nothing. Yeah, but why do you travel to do nothing? You know, you could stay at home and do nothing. You could definitely just stay in your apartment and you know I sleep like or watch TV or Netflix. Scenery. I like to change the scenery up. Okay. And then how often do you do you go? Um, 
it depends it depends on how I'm feeling like literally like I will literally just pack up and go or not even just uh, (laughs) a home sometimes I'll just like pack up and I'll just get a hotel randomly and like Rhode Island or randomly somewhere in downtown Baltimore like it just all depends on how I'm feeling that sounds fantastic is there what got you into traveling so much I wouldn't really say traveling. It's more like I just have several different places that I can just go, unfortunately. I'm not unfortunately, but fortunately. Like, I just know people in so many different places that if I want to just, like, go to this place, I can. Because I know I can. Like, most of the places I go to, I actually have, like, keys to these places. So, it's not like... Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like... uh, when I come to Virginia, this is my aunt is my aunt house, and I just, I have the key there. Or if I go to D.C., it's my my homeboy's house. I have the key to his place. Or <laughs> if I go to P.A. like right now, it's my brother's place. I have a key here, so it's just yeah. So you traveled overseas a lot. You've been overseas it sounds quite a few quite often. What was your most favorite trip, and do you have anything that you want to try next um home 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 is always my favorite trip when i go <laughs> back to jamaica i mean i could be being biased but like no places like home the energy the the amount of love you just get it's just such a great feeling mm-hmm. um what would i do you said what would i do differently next time well, not differently. You just where would you go next? Where would I go? Where's next? your next spot that you want to? Yeah, where's your next spot you want to do nothing at? <laughs> hmm. I think I kind of wanna. Well, obviously, I would do something there. Now, if I could do any place out the country, I'm definitely doing something. Any place mm-hmm. that's kind of local, like East Coast, most of the time I do just really do nothing. Like I read a book, I chill, I you know, maybe get up and just fucking do a pottery class or something like that. But (laughs) the next place I do want to go to is London. London. London is a beautiful place. Or maybe the UK. I don't know. Okay. Have you ever been to Edinburgh? No. You would, I think, I don't know anything about you, but you would love Edinburgh. (laughs) I like uh... a place that's diverse, honestly. I want to go to any, I I love going to places that's like um, diverse. That's why I really want to go to the UK. The UK is so diverse. Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of a range of cultures and like just you you go down one street and it just be, you know, full of what you're used to. And then the next street is completely different. So it's fantastic to be able to, uh, get that kind of range going on. And I love that. That's what I love about big cities. Have you ever been to New York, for instance? Yeah. And did you like New York? Um, New York is a little overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a big place. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of energy, a lot of, uh, and the people there are so strange, you know, they're just, they're different, you know, but no, that's pretty awesome. Like that. So, what about you? What about all the questions you asked me? How about yourself? Where are you at? Where are you going? 
what are you doing? What do you do? What's your favorite color? What type of underwear you have on? Like, <laughs> I wow. Uh, so I am up in northern Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, going to school here. Working to become a podcaster full time. So I'm trying to get on this app and you know talk to people and get a good get a good crew of people going so I could talk to a bunch of people. Um, nice but really that's just you know I, i've been i was in the air force for about eight years mm-hmm. got out and started going to school and uh, now i'm doing this so i'm kind of excited kind of something you know i, I like doing but uh well let's talk about traveling some more what a lot of people are afraid to travel you know a lot of people are terrified of it you have no fear at all what what do you think makes you different than the person that's afraid of traveling um, the only thing I fear more than fear is fear itself. Oh, deep. Okay. Yeah. Cause um, it's like the idea of me being fearful of something is fearful to me. Like, why am I wasting so much energy fearing something when I can either do two things? I can either overcome it or I can just be like you know what I'm not afraid of it but it's just not my thing I like that yeah so you do different classes what is your favorite class you've done you said you were doing pottery right is that was that a was that a real thing that you've done before or what I mean when you go to these places yeah. do you go out and it must be difficult during the quarantine to be able to do these things Oh man, uh, East Coast don't care about uh, quarantine or COVID, unfortunately. There's still a lot of stuff yeah. we can do. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, then, like I chance. said, I know a lot of people where, like, I have one friend in, in her garage, her whole garage is just like a pottery uh, place, like where she creates. Yeah. So. I feel like for me, it's I just have friends in different places, in different spaces. So it allows mm-hmm. me to kind of do what I want to do because I know somebody who just knows somebody who's always doing something. That's honestly the coolest thing I've ever heard. Like all my friends are lame. I know one of them's listening <laughs> right now. He's across the seas right now. But every, all my friends are lame. We don't have you know, a pottery barn in our damn garage. Like, that's that's amazing. That's badass. Um, you got to get out but, there, man. You know, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I just will. After the military, I, you know, I moved straight up here and, you know, quarantine happened. So I couldn't really, couldn't really do much. But I'm, I'm once it opens up again, I do plan on, you know, uh, trying new things out, martial arts, uh, dance, you know, things like I need to start moving around a little bit. Um but what got you into into stereo? Like, how'd you find stereo, and, and what got you into talking to random weirdos? Cause I'm a random weirdo, and oh, I couldn't tell, couldn't tell. What attracts more than a random person attracting another random weird person? Like, that's just like a awesome conversation right there, waiting <laughs> at the birth. Two peas in a pod. Um, Very true. So. To be honest, I found this, excuse me if I start the belch, I'm actually drinking a bottle of wine right now. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, oh. Cabernet Sauvignon. 
to be exact, I was going to ask. I, I, I didn't I didn't want to interrupt you, but I love wine, and I really wanted to know what wine you're drinking. Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon. Sounds fantastic. Are you just going by the bottle? Because that's the way to do it, if you're not doing that. Oh, yes. All I drink is my wine from the bottle. I don't have wine glasses. Hey, thank you. Everyone's like, oh, you need to have all this. Fan-. No, screw you. I'm here. I need the bottle. Just put a put a little sippy cup on it, and I'm happy. You know. I feel like you're more cultured when you drink wine out of the bottle. <laughs> Person who drinks wine out yeah. of the bottle, who knows exactly what the fuck to do, and like, <laughs> but does the complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they have their own set of rules. They don't care exactly. what society has to say, you know. I appreciate a little a little wildness in your life because life is too short and too boring <laughs> to deal with normal people with normal rules. You don't get anywhere doing this, and that's what I'm talking to you. You know, having all this adventure and all this life in you—that's it's fantastic to hear. You know, most of the time it's just people trying to. Spice up their boring life, but it sounds like you already have a lot of spice and you don't need any, you just live in spice. It's fantastic. You want to know what's actually funny? I actually have a pretty boring life, though. Really? It is. It's really boring. It's really simple. Um, yeah, I'm actually an introvert. Like, I actually, it's so, it's weird. It's weird. My life is very weird because it's like, I have all these places that I can go, but I specifically I specifically go to these places when nobody is here. Yeah. So I can be alone. It's like yeah. having my own Airbnb to people's houses and places <laughs> and condos yeah. and townhomes, yeah. you know? Yeah. So like right now, my brother, he's not even fucking in PA. He's in DC. And I knew he wasn't here. So I said, fuck yeah, I'm packing my shit up and I'm coming out here mooching off of his shit for a little bit until he comes <laughs> back or until I'm ready to go. And yeah. Would you prefer to see people when you went out of these places or do you like the privacy you get when you're there? I like to be alone. Although, I mean, like when, obviously, sometimes I do just catch them when they're here or we do hang out. But for the most part, I like to just kind of be in their space by myself. I know that sounds weird. Like, you're just like space napping. Like, you're a space napper. <laughs> a space like, napper. Yeah, I'm just kidnapping <laughs> people's spaces. Why, why, why do you do that? Why do you think that is that you feel comfortable? I can't, I can't settle down in somebody else's space and be like, oh, yeah, this is, this is home for me now. Like, how do you do it? What, what do you, what do you do to unwind and be able to retrieve that kind of homeliness automatically? Because it already has to be in home in order to feel like a home. And, like, obviously, if I'm going into a hotel, no matter how much of my shit I bring from home, it still doesn't (laughs) feel home. But these are people that I am extremely close to, and a part of me has already been someplace in this house or in their house before or whatever like mm-hmm. oh that one time I threw up in your kitchen because we got really drunk like that <laughs> I just smoked my territory or that yeah. one time I found these by mistake and I 
And I, I, I peed in your bathroom and I completely missed the toilet. And some way, somehow, I was in the sink. Like, you know, I'm off <laughs> my territory. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. that. So it was like, I just kind of like mark my places in these in, in places. And just like, these are people that are like really, really close and dear to me. So it's just like, that's why I feel comfortable because these are people who obviously feel comfortable with me doing this. That's why I have key to their places, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they wouldn't let you in if they didn't, they wouldn't give you a key if they didn't feel comfortable. And that's yeah. cool that you have that kind of personality that allows people to trust you so, so fully. Um, yeah. I have, a, I have a face that people just automatically fear and distrust. So it's, it's an interesting thing to hear. Wow. Um, I don't believe that people with beards are fucking amazing. Do you, have, like, do you really actually have a beard? I do have a beard. Yes. Yes. What? Yeah. Do you have a beard? I love beards. I mean, who doesn't love a good beard? So I was I was walking down the street today, and I, I walk in my little my little neighborhood area, and a dog and their owner were walking by, and the dog instantly starts getting aggressive. And they don't get this dog doesn't get aggressive with anyone else apparently, but it was just me. I was like, I don't know what it is, you know. But it's you know, there's a saying that dogs can tell a bad person. So it's just it just means I'm a bad human being, you know. That's just the, that's just the way it is. It's the truth. But to get to to get to let's, let's move, move it on from that though. Maybe uh, that dog is racist against beards or something. <laughs> it's possible. Maybe yeah, that they, dog was like a, a like an anti Adolf Hitler <laughs> type of dog. So anytime they see like facial hair, they start barking because they're against uh, Adolf Hitler. You know. Hey, hey, honestly, if that dog was against Adolf Hitler, I'm okay at being barked at. I don't look exactly. anything like him, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with yeah, that kind of... Um, me too. <laughs> so, what does a hygienist do? I've never actually heard of a hygienist. Like, I don't actually... I've never met one, I should say. Um, Are you up to date with all of your dentist appointments? Oh, dental hygienist. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what that is. I know what that is. Okay, okay. I was just you, threw, you didn't you didn't put on that first part of it, and it just threw me off through a loop. So I was just like, oh, this is a interesting new job. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I, been... I clean teeth. Have you been flossing? Um, yeah. How long have you been doing that? Uh, a year and a half. Oh shit! You're new to it then, huh? Mm. Kinda, yeah. Not new, yeah. new, but you're still, yeah. still in the it's infancy with you. I gotta say. Yeah. Do you what? What did you do beforehand? Um. Let's see. <laughs> Our very first job was a getaway driver. Nice. At the age of sixteen, I think I just got my license. So I was in some criminal activities, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I assumed you meant you're not working for the bakery, you know. It's uh <laughs> definitely somebody else. Right. So yeah, that was my first job, and then after that, then I got my a real job at Walmart. Then after mm-hmm. Walmart, I did Royal Farms. Then after Royal Farms, I worked in a gym, I think. No, I worked at a clothing store. Then I worked at a gym inside the gym in a, like a little smoothie shop. 
Then I missed that. I had a lot. Oh, somewhere in between all of that. Okay, I, the the chronological order is definitely not in order, so I'm just throwing out jobs. <laughs> so Walmart, Royal Farms, clothing store, a gym. Well, not the gym, but inside the gym, I worked inside mm-hmm. the smoothie shop. I used to work at a sex toy store. I used to be a sex ed assistant. I used to be a phone sex operator. Um, I used to be an a uh, a receptionist in a tattoo shop. Um, I was a what else? Getaway driver. Um, mm-hmm. That was the first one. A, did you do that again? Huh? Did you do that again, or was that, was that just the first one? That was just the first one. I just didn't. I was just throwing it out there because I didn't know if yeah, I said it. Just, yeah. Um. What else? I was a bus attendant. Um. I was a one-on-one for special needs. Then I became a dental assistant, and now I'm a hygienist. And now I'm currently in the process of about to be a pilot. <laughs> okay. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? <sighs> uh, you don't have to answer. I'm just uh, <laughs> impressed by your resume is all. Thank you. I'm 25. Okay. Wow, that is uh, you. Uh, you you filled a lot of roles in a few years. Is all I'm thinking. So, I'm a, we get I'm a lot a of talk about. The, I'm a part of the millennium where I don't believe in longevity. If I don't fucking like yeah. something, I'm out. <laughs> Good. I I I agree 100. percent Why suffer through 20 years of pain for security when you're already broken? Yep. <clears throat> So, so I don't really feel like, unless you want to talk about a specific one of these, you think you have a good story for one of these. I would like to ask you a question about a, 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 a certain amount of these, if that's okay with you. Sure. Sure. All right. So obviously, let's start with the getaway driver. What were you guys uh, like robbing or what was what was happening where you had to drive away fast? What, what was the crime being? So... They were so there was somebody who worked at a clothing um factory or warehouse, and they were like take a certain amount of uh clothes from out of the warehouse and would give it to us, and then they would sell it on the streets. Or they would actually just straight up take from the store and then I would zoom off in the car. <laughs> it was it just you or did, was it like uh, your truck, your car was full of clothing items and you drove off or was it like a, a group of you? It was like a group of us. Okay. And yeah. And what kind of profit margin are you looking at for the, with that? Um... After each gig or each, anytime I would do it, I would always get, anytime I would do it, I would always get anywhere from five to $800. Nice. At 16 years old? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's a lot of money for a little bit of a adrenaline rush. Right? 
And you're not hurting anybody. You're just, you know, taking a yeah. few things. Okay. I'm just helping them, you know, get away. I did that <laughs> only like, I did it like twice because I have such a guilty conscience. So I did it like twice. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Hey, that's, that's good on you. Good on you. Because that would have, you know, karma is a, is a real bitch. That would have sucked to get that back. The thing about karma, I I love when people say that. Um, for me, I feel like I am karma. Like I am that bitch. I don't. Oh, I don't, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you bring retribution to others, is what you're saying. I do. So there or... was. Actually, it's funny because I. When I first did it, I did it because I'm just like, oh my god, I'm 16, I can make this amount of money. But I found out like the 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 background story of like why I was doing what I was doing and what I was doing it for or whatever. I didn't really feel as bad, but I still felt I felt bad enough to not do it and to not never ever do it again. But I don't regret doing it though, because I know why. I know the bigger story behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but how does that make you karma though? Oh, so like I'm, <laughs> so I'm. The reason why I say I'm karma is because like I'm the type of person where it's like I have several different I have several different sides to me, right? That's the thing. <laughs> that's that's the thing about being black, right? The thing about mm-hmm. being black, we have to learn to adapt. We have to, because realistically, like. Who the fuck sends their kid to America to want to adapt to, like, Black people? Or, you know, like, let's just be honest. It is what it is. So, unfortunately, Black people have to learn to adapt to different cultures, different customs, different this, different Mm -hmm. that, da-da-da-da, right? Yeah, you have to have multiple uh, faces, almost, to interact with society. Exactly. So, um, with just that talent alone... It allows me to kind of <laughs> find ways to to still get things done. So, for an example, the black side of me or the black version of me, if someone mm-hmm. did something wrong and I just really don't like it and it was just completely just like really like diabolical and sinister, my first instinct is how I want to fight you. I really oh. do. Like, I want, I want to fight you. <laughs> I want to square up, and I want to fight you. I want to like knock your shit in the dirt, right? That's impressive. But the simple fact is, in the professional world and in like white America, you can't just go around fighting people because why? They're gonna call the police. That's gonna be an assault. Um, you're gonna mm-hmm. have a record, so on, so on. Mm-hmm. They're gonna tap on unnecessary charges. And then next yep. thing you know, you're fucking doing 25 to life because you gave somebody a black eye. I yeah. think not, yeah. right? Yeah. So when I'm put in those situations where I can't, like, you know, bring that side out. The, yeah, take it to the streets, as as mm-hmm. we will call it, take it to the streets. <laughs> you're now forcing me to be calmer. So now yeah. I'm going to fuck with you mentally and emotionally. Because I can't, you know, fuck you up physically, I'm going to fuck you up even worse. I'm going to hit you emotionally and mentally. To be fair, shouldn't those be crimes as well? I think that is some of you. Some people can just eat away at someone's soul 
and just it's just even worse than a physical beating sometimes you know like i bet you can destroy somebody emotionally i can yeah see that's terrifying <laughs> but that's fantastic but see that's the thing. better than violence better than be better than physical violence that's the thing. I don't like to be that way. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be that way if I don't have to be that way. But the thing about it is I don't like to be fucking patronized. Don't fucking patronize me. Mm-hmm. Don't um cut me and then pretend like you're the one bleeding, right? I don't yeah. like people like that. And um, unfortunately, the only time I have to be like that is in workplaces. <laughs> that's the only time yeah that's the only time i have to be like that because in workplaces you have the you know code of conduct and then not only do you have the code of conduct in workplaces but mm-hmm. you have to still deal with the law as well so i'm only like that in workplaces because those are the only places that people just really put me in those those tight predicaments where it's like, damn, I really want to smack the fuck out you right now, but I can't. So I'm going to get you a different way. <laughs> okay. Okay. What are some some what are some other sides of you that you have to show in society or that you feel that are some of your most uh, prevalent or most used, I guess? You said most used? Yeah, yeah, like who who are you most comfortable being? Um I'm comfortable most being my most authentic self, which is me where mm-hmm. I can just if I want to say, you know, nigga this, nigga that, I can say that, but then I can also mm-hmm. be like, oh, you know, fucking salutations johnny how's the fucking weather like you know (laughs) (laughs) it's like either way whether if i co-switch or not whether if i switch uh like my vernacular or whatever the case may be blah blah blah, the monotone or whatever it's Mm -hmm. i still want to i'm still being my authentic self the only time i'm never my authentic self is in workplaces okay where you have to condone to the the norms of what is placed upon you. Yeah, because mm-hmm. society has a lot of more stipulations for black people in workplaces. So I have to be the most white version of myself in workplaces. Right. Which is it's yeah. it is it is what it is. You know, it, it pays the bread and butter, you know. But outside of work, I'm still I'm always going to be my authentic self, which is whoever I feel like being at that time, whether if it's like I want to go from fucking Jay-Z to Linkin Park to fucking (laughs) Eagles or Metallica or fucking Guns N' Roses to Peggy Lee or Tame Impala, you know? Damn, okay. You just named a whole uh, plethora of a range of music and, and types right there. Yeah. Um, how do you see society changing in that sense though you know how do you see our uh, culture going from this you know you have to be you know whitewashed in the market or in whatever you'd call it what is it called uh, while you're working the workplace Cold how would you see that say again Cold switching 
yeah how what do you see it becoming like the most norm you know what do you see us evening out or do you even see that happening um i don't see it happening <laughs> really in our um, lifetime or at all ever maybe not in my lifetime maybe my great great grandkids if i even have any <laughs> maybe their lifetime <laughs> But my lifetime, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, it's just, unfortunately, it's just, it is what it is. Like, we, we as Black people, we fucking adapt to everything. Um, mm-hmm. That's just how we always had to be. We always had to learn to adapt and make everybody else feel comfortable. So, why, why do you think we can't change this? You know, if since I'm a white man, you know, and you're a black woman, why can't you and me and anyone we can get along to join this kind of, I guess, almost cause of changing this? Do you think that wouldn't be possible? I feel, I mean, I feel like if, a lot of people are for this already. Now, if we're talking about, you know, if we're talking about fucking Hannah's yoga shop, then sure. <laughs> no, I'm for real. Like maybe no, seriously. When it comes to like local businesses, it's more diversity in local businesses than obviously big corporations, right? I, th- I thought you were just making some white girl name up. I was so confused for a little bit there. No. I'm not okay. no, I'm like what serious. are you talking about? I'm being very okay. serious. Like and and, yes. and, and, yes. and and so like say if Hannah was really into yoga and she got her own studio and yes. she is probably more likely and more open and willing to hire that Asian girl who has really great fucking balance and 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 mm-hmm. intuitive intuitiveness with herself. She's like, I, I need I need her. And then she's mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, this beautiful black woman who is just, you know, she have great speeches, great lectures. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I can find a way to add that to my yoga. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like when it comes to like more like small businesses, absolutely. I feel like there's more diversity, which will allow people to be more educated on different diverse. So when you're not the only black girl in a fucking white office and then they ask you a thousand questions and you're trying to figure out mm-hmm. why you ask me these questions if you're not even going to go out and get any black friends but mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> <laughs> so big corporations uh, that's going to take some time I mean like mm-hmm. some major time like I said probably not my lifetime but if we you know keep starting off with these small local businesses and different, like, you know, urban communities or fucking suburban, you know, I feel yeah. like it's very possible because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of diversity within the millennials as well. I'm not going to completely say that the millennials is, is a complete waste or a complete, you know, knockoff of generations before us. Some mm. are, I will say that some are. But I feel like it definitely kind of did started with us where we definitely did kind of break that barrier of like um, understanding and wanting to understand and just really educating yourself on shit. So when you finally do interact with a person that's not of the same race and class of you, you don't look like a complete, you know, fucking idiot. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're more of a melting pot now. Where the, the generations, our younger generations, are more of a melting pot than our older generations ever were, is what you're Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear that. We do have a, you know, if we have to work, you and me having these conversations, mm-hmm. you know, and we can have these conversations. And what's great about it is that we can have these conversations. You know, other places, you know, it, it's still really bad for some people. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that we're both comfortable in this situation and only 50, you know, I guess 70 years ago now, it was a completely different story. Mm-hmm. So I think we're making leaps and bounds. And I do, I, I actually think it's not going to be your great grandchildren. If you have any, or your great, great grandchildren. I think it's going to be you and your grandma. I think it's going to be you seeing these changes over the next 50 to hundred years, because people like you, people like me want this to change and want more of an inclusive and equal community all yeah. over America. And we got to bring, we got to change, you know, a lot of things. We got to change a lot of things to get this way, mm-hmm. but it'll happen. It'll definitely happen. So go ahead. If you had something, I have a question for you again. Oh, no, I was going to say, I mean, I don't want to sound like a pessimistic, but I'm definitely an optimistic, realistic person. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is, I'm, I'm only, I have very little experience, you know, in this situation. I'm not black. I don't right. know what it's like to be uh, classified right. or judged or questioned or interviewed or, or working in corporate America in that sort of fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've been very lucky in the way that I was raised. I'm a, you know, tall, bearded, white dude that can work anywhere I want to work. I'm very free to do that without any kind of judgment. I'm very welcome anywhere I want to go. And that's something that I don't think about when I go to these places is that other people aren't as welcome. And it's a sad, sad, disgusting thing when I hear my friends that I trusted for so long say words or say something demeaning that I was just like, I don't know where this came from, but I don't feel comfortable being your friend if you have these kind of views. We got to change this or I got to stop talking to you, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, it's amazing what is hidden in people's personalities or life. Mm-hmm. I will definitely say this. There's definitely is a shift. Um, yeah. I feel like around this time last year, um, well, not this time, but I would definitely say last year, I felt like it was, I felt the shift because you had people in Iran protesting. You had people in Paris protesting. You had... Mm-hmm people in Australia protesting it. I've oh, never okay. seen it on such a, a, a scale that big. So I would yeah. definitely say there is a shift, yeah. you know, there, there's a shift. That's why I said probably not my lifetime because I feel <laughs> like that shift literally just is, is, is right there. Like, it's like yeah. that, that water and that cement finally just got mixed. So by yeah. the time they start to lay that foundation down, I may not be here when that foundation get laid down. If I am, that would be awesome, but I don't know because it took this long just to get the cement mixed up and get the cement going. It took this long, Mm -hmm. you know, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely a shift there. That's a beautiful way of putting it, actually. The the cement analogy is, I think, the most fantastic thing I've ever heard. You know, you could have, you could have put it that way. Um, I really think social media and 
our abil- ability to communicate, which I, I am not a advocator for social media. I don't like social media and I don't like the news outlets. Yeah. But that amount of communication has allowed us to see across, you know, and see these people actually working in their society to better their society. You know, people in Hong Kong, people in all the, you know, all the places we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, otherwise they would have just been, you know, back in the, you know, 1970s where we just, oh, we don't even have, you know, phones or we don't have TVs and crazy shit. Where now we have it all and we can just see it from our phone. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you, you, you came from Jamaica though, right? That's where you were originally from. My dad is from Jamaica. Your dad's from Jamaica. Okay. I was thought when you said that was home, I assumed that was, you guys moved here after you. Oh, I mean, I'm not from there, but that's definitely still home mm-hmm. regardless. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I was and- born in America. Right. How long how long were you in Jamaica for? What when you, you visited? Oh whenever you when go. I visit? Yeah. Um one time I was there for like I just left I just uh took a semester off school and I was down there for like a whole month. Nice. What did you learn while you were down there? What kind of uh what, how is it different than America? In what ways? I mean, obviously, the whole cultural aspect is 100% different, but mm-hmm. well, what's it like? What can you tell us about it, Jamaica? Um, Jamaica has a, a vibration to it. Like, a really, it's an energy. Um, and you can almost feel it as soon as you get there because it's like the value of life is so um, more important than what they value life here in America. And when I say value, I don't mean like just crimes, but I'm talking about living life to the fullness. Mm-hmm. Um, America, Americans are overworked, underpaid, um, stressed, heart attack, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, obesity, uh, so on, so on, so on, insecurities, yeah. um, anxiety, depression, fucking Prozac nation, volumes, <laughs> drugs. Um, America is big on putting bandages on situation that needs stitches. Yes. Yeah. Deeper healing. Huh? Like it needs a deeper healing than just a Band-Aid. Yeah. Versus Jamaica, they're very lazodag. They're they're very calm, cool, collective. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't really put the the same type of values that American put in in certain things, uh, luxuries and cars. And don't get me wrong. Like, of course, everywhere you go, you have poverty, you have rich places, you have poor places, you have, you know, places that, you know, idolize, you know, materialistic things. They, you know, sometimes even in Jamaica, you know, everywhere you go, but the difference is, it's just like, for us, it's like, a car is a car. A house is a yeah. house. Home is literally whatever you make it to be. Mm-hmm. That sounds that sounds really peaceful. You know? It is. Sounds like the essence of life, I guess, coming from that. You can be like your most organic self 
in Jamaica. Like, you don't have to, like, listen, if you're a female and you decide to go a couple of days without shaving, fucking, it's okay. <laughs> don't fucking shave. Hell if, yeah. Seriously, if you are a guy and you just, you know, decide to just like you know what like i'm gonna wake up and just fucking just start walking maybe i'll and i'll take a shower later fucking do it like we don't fucking care like that's your business like it's the thing about america everybody makes everybody else they don't know how to mind their business here yeah yeah and it costs zero zero dollars and zero cents to mind your fucking business Absolutely true. God, all so true. I'm up so to a t-shirt. Yeah, I like it. I buy it. If you what? like it, then I fucking love it. <laughs> okay, don't one up me. Okay, this isn't the one up show. Okay, don't be all up to be up about your wine bottle and t-shirts about it. Okay, I don't need that. <laughs> okay, I need positive energy. <laughs> um, what can we bring from Jamaica? know to america what can not not you know physically but what can we learn to bring into our daily life besides leave it the fuck alone you know besides shutting the fuck up and letting somebody else do their own life you know, what, you, what would you want to um man a lot just learning to like be in the moment and stand in that moment and embracing that moment um, because I just I feel like that's the most important thing. Just appreciating every. How about this? I won't say moments, because in Jamaica you learn to appreciate every day. In mm-hmm. America, you learn to appreciate every moment or the moments. And Ooh. in Jamaica, it's like fuck the moments. Every day is the day. This is going to be a good fucking day, whether if it's raining and snowing, the car broke down. In America, it's like, oh, you got to appreciate the little things in life. No, fuck the little things in life. This whole day that you are alive and breathing is a good day. Yeah. I like that. You know, it's not. And, you know, the day consists of the little things. But -hmm. just focusing on the little things doesn't let you appreciate the entire day. You miss the whole big picture when you're looking at the little things. Yeah. You know what's bad is I literally thought once you said, you know, how, how, how do we appreciate the little thing, the, the, the day? Like, how can we make money off of this? Like, how can we make money to help people appreciate the day? And that's like the worst thought I think I could have had. You know, that's the most American capitalistic thought we could have had is how do you make money off of that? That's that's terrible. No, it's not. I mean, it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's not well, it terrible. Is, it's, I'm not, I'm not upset by it. It is what it is. It's a natural thing but it should have been (laughs) exactly it's how can i i do this daily thing i do a five things i'm grateful for every day and i wake up and i take a deep breath and i think about my coffee i'm talking to my mom generally probably in the morning my my drink of water you know i'd had a good shit in the morning you know i think about five things i'm really grateful for Mm -hmm. and it really brightens up your mood but i don't Mm -hmm. do that my whole day i'm gonna have Mm -hmm. to do something about that i think See, see, you just you just broke down exactly the difference between America and Jamaica. Like, and Amer- see, think about it. Like, when you're stressed out at work, what's like the first thing most people do? They're like dwelling on that vacation. They took like, oh, 
I need to go back to Hawaii. Oh my gosh. Like you're thinking you're you're that's what you're thinking at. Versus mm-hmm. just like shit, like my bills are paid. So yeah. I get to still go home. Even though this job is fucking annoying, I still get to go home and leave this shit where it's at. Um, I'm I'm gonna get that beer that's nice and cold in the refrigerator <laughs> ready for me. Um, yeah. probably gonna have some really good sex tonight. Maybe I don't know. It depends. Okay. And it's yeah. like it's just it's it's more than just moments. Like the whole day is just full of blessings. Every every second, not oh, every yeah. moment, every second is a blessing. Yes. Hell yes. Absolutely. Rose, I have had a fantastic time talking to you. Thank you. Likewise. I do have a podcast. And I was wondering if I could put you put this talk on the podcast and maybe talk to you again sometime. Absolutely. I look forward to it. It's called Borderline Wholesome Vibes. It's on Spotify. It's a little bit hard to find. But if you see something with a guy, a lumberjack leaning against a tree, you found it. Got you. But I got to get out of here. I had a great it's time. Been nice. Yeah. Likewise. Be safe. Talked about a lot. Of- I will. Hopefully you have a great day and enjoy that bottle. Oh, it's gone already. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the big things, Rose. Thank you. You too.